0: Child School is taking many important precautions to help keep students and staff healthy and safe this school year. We are putting additional health and safety measures in place to ensure students and staff are safe and that our schools can continue to be open. Sincerely, the NYC Department of Education. Welcome to the Queen's Tech Podcast, where we will be discussing hot topics. If you are looking forward to hearing our opinions, don't forget to subscribe and visit the Queen's Tech website. And of course, stay tuned. In today's episode, we will discuss what are the opinions on the NYC DOE response to COVID. I'm your host, Chimmy and
1: Sharon Jeevey. Today on the show, we're excited to have lenine Gibson, Deputy Superintendent for District 24. She is going to share their thoughts and expertise on the DOE's response and action towards COVID and some advice. Hi, Mrs. Gibson, and welcome to the Queen's Tech Podcast.
2: Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me to your your podcast. So how has COVID affected you personally? Wow. So COVID, let me backtrack. Um I have been in this current position for about a year and a couple of months. And so I started my position actually in COVID. So I was virtual. I was not in the office. I never met anyone physically until September of the next year, basically, like the summertime into September. Um, Starting a new job in COVID was definitely a challenge. Um, for the fact that you're not in the office, you don't get to speak to people, everything is done by computer. Um, So it has its limitations. So that's one aspect. Um, The other aspect is during COVID, I also lost um, my father during COVID. So that also impacted me as well. Um, And of course, colleagues, students, um, friends, family members, have all perished, unfortunately, during COVID. So it's definitely impacted me on a personal level.
1: Yeah, COVID has had many impacts on us, not just economically, but also personally as well. And we all have gone through our struggles as well. Do you think the DOE has taken appropriate steps to prevent COVID in the school buildings? If not, what could the DOE have done to make it better?
2: So I think that um, DOE has been following the science, right, in terms of how to respond to uh, the uptick in numbers and now that we have this variant. So what I have seen compared to last year, um, now we have accessibility to home testing kits. That was something that was not even discussed or even on the table last year. So now we're able to actually test ourselves to see whether or not we've been exposed. Um, what I've also seen as an improvement is on the administrative side, the ways in which COVID is, numbers are reported has changed and a lot of the responsibilities and burden um, still on the principal, but not as much because they changed some procedures. Um, so I have to say in terms of reporting the numbers, it has gotten better. Um, However, the impact is still there. You have students who are missing classes. You have students who are um, undergoing asynchronous instruction when they're absent. And you also have teachers who are also um, not here as well because they're testing positive. So I have seen some breakdown in terms of instruction because of COVID.
1: It's great that you say that because for a lot of students that is actually a very controversial topic. Students would disagree with you and say the opposite and the recent student walkout occurred because of their belief that the DOE is not doing a good job in managing COVID. You know about that walkout, right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's the and I think it's the right of the students to be able to express themselves. Um, it is your constitutional right in order in order to do that. And I absolutely saw nothing wrong with the students um, expressing their opinions. It needed to be stated. Um, whenever you want change or you want movement, yeah, it starts with you, so I agree.
1: They want to change to remote learning because too many cases are occurring at schools, yet cl- schools are not being closed down. So you understand that, right?
2: I do, um, and I have to say this. Um, Some students respond well in the remote structure. Um, Some students actually thrived in the remote structure, but then you did have students who actually did not perform well in the remote structure. Because let's be honest, um, this was new to teachers. um, Training and so forth for remote teaching um, was very quick, sporadic, And it wasn't long-standing. And if you wanna really improve something, you have to work on it over time consistently. And the turnaround time to get things like Google Classroom up, the turnaround time to learn things like your Padlet, Jamboards, Pear Deck, it was warp speed. So I have to say kudos for the teachers who actually adopted it, but there's always work to be done and more improvements to be done, especially if you're going to go remote.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, yeah.
0: So with that being said, um, do you think that it was the right decision for the DOE to keep schools open? I know um, a
2: lot of people may have controversy or um, may disagree that the schools should not remain open because of the uptick in numbers. But I want to say this. I um, I think that COVID is something that we're just going to have to live with over time. I think it's like the flu. We're going to have to go through this every year. There's going to be variants. There's going to be testing. And I think we have to learn how do we cope with COVID while trying to maintain some sense of normalcy. It's not going to be easy, but I think it's doable.
1: Yep. COVID has definitely been around for some time. If you think about it, it's actually been almost three years since COVID is here.
2: That's correct. That's right.
1: As we know, there has been a huge surge of COVID cases. In our school, we get tested every week, but only a certain number of students get to be tested. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Why not open it to anyone that wants to get tested in the school?
2: I think the DOE has their protocols in terms of students who are allowed to be tested, and it has to do with how many students actually um, provide the permission or the informed consent to be tested. Once informed consent is provided, then those are the students who are tested. But if you don't give permission to be tested, then you can't be
1: tested. Mm, Yeah, consent is very important.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Informed consent is part of, I mean, my background is science. Informed consent is needed for any research procedure. If you don't give permission, then it's actually illegal.
0: We know that wearing a mask, sanitizing our hands, and keeping our distance is vital to prevent the spread of COVID. What are your recommendations to handle COVID? Do you have any advice for us with the situation right now? Well, again,
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna rest on science. And although it's important to do all those things that you just mentioned, what's also equally important is how do you boost your immune system? That is making sure you get enough sleep, making sure you eat properly, making sure you hydrate constantly because we're wearing masks and it tends to make us dehydrated. And it's also important you're gonna say like, oh my gosh, it's not elementary, but you need to take your vitamins, like seriously. I believe in the power of good health. I believe in the power of um, taking supplemental um, vitamins. And I have to say within the last three years, the regimen that I followed, I've had, had no cold, no sniffles, and I've been testing negative consistently.
1: So staying healthy is a very important part.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I have to also say that You know, as students, um, we all have issues. We suffer from anxiety for certain things. What's important is to always tap into your mental health and always pour into yourself. What do I mean by that? What do you do in order to make yourself whole? So does that mean blasting my music? Does that mean watching a TikTok video from here to there? Does that mean an IG, reading a book, an article? Whatever it is that you need to do to yourself to ensure that you are whole is all part of making sure that you are um, healthy from head to toe.
1: Yep. Doing the best for yourself is the best option in general.
2: Absolutely. Self-care. Self-care. Mhm.
1: So we have a unrelated COVID question, which is, how did you find our school and your visit?
2: I found the school and the visit to be really well and warm, welcoming. Um, students in the classroom um, have, uh, have embraced me. Um, they're not standoffish when I ask a question, which is really good. Um, sometimes when a stranger comes into a school, some students can be a little standoffish, but I have to say I have not experienced that while here.
1: Yep, that's pretty great. That's pretty
0: great. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks to Ms. Gibson for joining us during this wonderful discussion of the DOV's response to the pandemic. We hope this podcast was beneficial to you and will bring more clarification of why things happen the way they do. As always, thanks for listening to the Queen's Tech Podcast. Thank you for having me. If you enjoy our podcast, please rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or visit us on Instagram at podcast. And be sure to come back next week for a new hot topic. Always remember, let your roar be heard.
1: This podcast was created by Betty Zeng. It was produced and recorded by Chemi, Betty, and GV Researched by Betty and edited by Cheranjivi. Queen's Tech Podcast is a product of Queen's Technical High School.